So you can listen to ones that you might have missed. But uh, anyway, just uh, to get a little bit of a running start, I'm, I'm going to be coming back to this. Part of, part of the reason I didn't write the announcements on the board is I had these other things I wanted to write on the board. But we are uh, right here toward the end of our Old Testament uh, in the uh, Jeremiah is considered one of the major prophets, and uh, he was really the last of the prophets before they went into what uh, we call uh, Babylonian captivity. So, I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that good pan back there? Okay. And so, uh, these dates are BC, so before Christ. So, one of the the last of the good kings was Josiah. And uh, one of the things I wanted to, it's hard to get some of these kind of straight in our mind, but he reigned for 31 years. I don't know if you can see that. He, and the Lord told him because he tore down the idols, because he uh, cleaned up the temple, because he followed the word of the Lord, uh, God said he would not see you know, destruction or the captivity in his days. And uh, God honored that. And so J- Josiah, uh, you know, reigned for 31 years. That's, you know, our presidents reign either four or eight years. And I know they're not kings. It's a different, uh, you know, form of government. But anyway, it kind of puts this in perspective. <clears throat> but look here at your handout, if you would. And look at the very bottom of your page. The very bottom of your page, I printed a verse just so that we could... Uh, the First Chronicles chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, it says, And the sons of Josiah were the firstborn, Johanan, the second, Jehoiakim, the third, Zedekiah, the fourth, Shalom, and the sons of Jehoiakim, Jeconiah his son, and Zedekiah his son. And you can see there's two different Zedekiahs there, but um, we'll get to that here in a minute. But you see that uh, three of his boys were kings. The, the, and this Coniah was his grandson. So anyway, I, I wanted you to kind of think about this. So... Three of these boys here became, these are three of his, Josiah's sons. And uh, we said last week that Zedekiah was the last king of Judah. And so, uh, anyway, I kind of wanted to get a running start at, at that this morning because in these first nine verses, uh, the Lord is uh, challenging Zedekiah. In fact, look, look at your uh, Roman numerals on your handout. Let, Roman numeral 1 was challenge of Zedekiah. And Roman numeral 2 is the captivity of Shalem. And if you go on the back page, we're going to see a commentary on Jehoiakim. And the very last Roman numeral is the curse of Coniah. So I kind of made all these see where really four of these kings are talked about in this chapter so it's very interesting so let me get to uh, Jeremiah 22 and uh, we've got a Bible if you need one looks like everybody's got one (coughs) 
Thus saith the Lord, Go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word. And uh, this is connected. Second. I was trying to find in the previous chapters talking to Zedekiah. Does anybody see that? Uh, well, let, let, let me, huh? Verse 7. Of this chapter, or the 21. previous, the 21. Okay. Afterward, yeah, 21 7. And afterwards said, saith the Lord, I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah. And so he, he's still talking to Zedekiah here in chapter 22. And he says in verse 3 of 22, Execute ye judgment and righteousness and deliver the spoiled out of the hand of the oppressor. And do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger and the fatherless, nor the widow, neither shed innocent blood in this place. And do uh, you remember I told you last week uh, God gave Zedekiah kind of a way of escape because there's there's judgment coming and what was the three forms of judgment we talked about does anybody remember there was famine there was the sword and there was uh, pestilence and pestilence would be like you know COVID like we have it's a, it's a plague it's a pestilence and uh, you know the famines, the hunger, and the the sword is the war that's coming. So uh, God is telling Zedekiah, He's giving him this way of escape. If you'll execute judgment and uh, send your people and just give them into the hand of the Babylonians, then they won't kill them, they won't starve, and uh, they won't have this pestilence. So that's what He's talking about here in these first few verses. And I wanted somebody to read verses seven and eight. If you will, uh, Pam Anderson, you have that one, seven and eight. And I will prepare destroyers against thee, everyone with his weapons, and they shall cut down my choice cedars and cast them into the fire, and the nation shall pass by this city, and they shall say every man to his neighbor, Wherefore hath the Lord done this unto this great city? Yeah, so he's describing the judgment, but uh, this destroyers, who is that? Who is the destroyers? It's these guys. It's the Babylonians. And so he's he's saying that, uh, so that's what goes in your blank there. I gave you some blanks to fill in just to help follow along. But I thought it was neat that he used that word because... this same concept, and so God is saying that if you'll give your peop- people over to the Babylonians, they, they won't destroy us, but if you try to fight against them, then he's prepared these destroyers against you. But does everybody remember, let, let's go to Exodus, hold your place here and, and look at Exodus with me. <clears throat> Because how how was it that the Israelites came out of Egypt? Do you remember? When they left Egypt from bondage and captivity there. Uh, 12. Exodus 12. 
And we're going to look at verses, uh, verse 12. Exodus 12, 12. But what was the last plague of, of Egypt? Do you remember? Death. The death of the first. And how did they get delivered from that? How did how did they escape? Passover. It was the blood of the lamb, the Passover. And so look, look here at twelve twelve. It says, I think that may be a repeat. Okay, twelve twelve. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Uh, but it was, it was down in verse 23 is what I wanted to see. Look at verse 23. Uh, Tom, do you have that? 1223? Yeah. Well, the Lord will pass through mighty Egyptian and when you see the blood upon the wounds of and on the two sides inside the, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer you will not suffer the destroyers to come unto your houses this might be yeah so this uh, they use that word destroyer I, I just I, I kind of connected that with what Jeremiah is, is saying to his audience that the destroyers, the the uh, Babylonians are coming, but in this case, uh, if you had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of your house, the death angel, the the destroyer would pass over, and and so uh, those that did not have the blood, they uh, had the their firstborn, their firstborn was was killed uh, by this destroyer, and then look one more place right at the end of our Old Testament, look at. Uh, at Malachi, our old right before the New Testament, the Old Testament book of Malachi. I want us to see something there. I know this is Old Testament, but I look at it kind of a a principle. And and let's look at Malachi three in verses eight through eleven. Malachi three eight. Says this Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And he answers, In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it and then he says and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he will not destroy the fruits of your ground neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field saith the Lord of hosts and so I look at that kind of as a principle of, that if we're faithful to the Lord and, and we give of our time, talent, and treasure to the Lord that He's going to rebuke the devourer so that it doesn't destroy us. Does that make sense? I mean, I just think that's a kind of a neat promise that uh, God will protect us from the, the devourer. I mean, that, that's what the devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And I think the Lord will 
you know, help our cars run longer, help <laughs> help our help us be healthier, help us, you know, in in many ways. So, um, anyway, any any thoughts about that as we're talking? Just, uh, yeah. Well, uh, good thing you know, I just had to spend about $20 bucks on getting my car fixed. Yeah. That basically everything that I made within the package. Uh, right after that, as soon as that happened, I got a call from uh, another job. Somebody else, but I needed it. Amen. That is a good testimony, yeah. Yeah, your, your your car was down for three or four days there, wasn't it? And uh, so just after that, you got a job that's going to get you get you paid back. That's good. That's good. Well, praise the Lord. That's uh, that is what we're talking about here. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I've had several things happen just like that. So. Well, let's go back to Jeremiah 22. And uh, these are prophecies against the king of Judah. And at verse 9, he gives really kind of a summary of why these things are going to happen. And uh, somebody read verse 9 for us, if they would. 22.9. Then they shall answer, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God, and worshiped other gods and served them. Yeah, so these two things, they've forsaken the covenant of their Lord and they have worshiped other God and served other gods. So the word covenant goes in your blank and uh, we talked a little bit about covenant and this is the Mosaic covenant, uh, the law of Moses. And so they have forsaken that and so that's why this is happening. And... Uh, I don't know who said it, but in my teaching point there, I just put heavy as the head that wears the crown. I, I just think if, I, if I'm the king of Judah and I'm hearing this, I mean, uh, he's responsible for his people. This would be terrible if you're, if you're the king and, you're, and the prophet of God is coming to you and saying, Jerusalem's going to be destroyed, the Babylonians are coming, people are going to die, and there's just going to be a remnant that goes into captivity. That's uh, pretty pretty heavy stuff. But uh, let, let's go on to this uh, next section here. I've, I've kind of broke this up from paragraph marker to paragraph marker. So does anybody else have a paragraph marker at verse 10? No. You don't? Do you guys? You do, Chad? Yeah, that's where mine starts. Is yours, Pam? Or? I don't have markers in mine. You don't? So... Mine's a Cambridge Bible, but anyway, verse. Somebody read ten, eleven, and twelve if they would. Give me water. Be not for the dead, neither be known him, but we store for him that goes away. For he shall return no more, nor see his native country. For thus saith the Lord. Touching Solomon, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, which reigned instead of Josiah, his father, which went forth out, out of the place 
he shall not return sitting anymore, but he shall die in place uh, whether they have let him captive. And shall seed his land no more. Okay, so there, there it mentioned this guy, and it, it says uh, Shalom. Shalom. I, I don't know exactly how to say that, um, but it does say that he's the son of Josiah, doesn't it? In verse, um, verse eleven, there that you read. Yeah. Now, one thing's kind of interesting. Babylonian captivity it 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 uh, it started about six oh seven and uh, I don't know if you can tell but I don't know exactly how long Jeremiah prophesied. We we think he prophesied around forty years. We we think Jeremiah knew Josiah, but uh, so for these nineteen years, Babylon, the Babylonians were camped around Jerusalem, and they were starving them out, and they were, uh, they, but they ended up taking uh, three. <coughs> Uh, so they started there. We think that uh, this Shalom, he only reigned for three months. So he uh, he went with the first captivity. Can you think of anybody else that went into captivity at the very first of his? So there were like three groups that went to Babylon. And, and the first group was with Daniel. Daniel uh, and and the the uh, and I think the Bible actually records how many thousand went, but but probably this guy went, and that's what uh, Tom read for us is, uh, don't weep for the dead and bemoan them, but uh, weep sore for him that goeth away, and I, I think it's a reference to this Shalom that that went away. And so Jeremiah is saying you, you should weep for him. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the second group that went, uh, we all know the prophet Ezekiel. So Ezekiel was like the second group. And uh, I think the third group was was uh, Zedekiah. There, there was, uh, I'm going to try to get this down a little bit before I present uh, next next week or the next time that, that I teach. But anyway, uh, I wanted to give you these men and let us see it on the board here. Uh, and I gave you on your handout at the bottom, uh, Josiah, it mentions four children that he has and two of his grandchildren. <clears throat> and there's other places that list it, but Jehoiakim... Just a second here. Let me. Uh, that was one of his children, wasn't it? Yeah, the second. So his firstborn child was not a king. 
that Johanan I don't know if this is interesting to anybody else, but uh, I'm kind of going somewhere with it, so stay with me. What was in the first blank state? The Babylonians. And the second one was uh, Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Got to make this line up here. All right, so the second son of Josiah was Jehoiachin, Jehoiakim. I think I wrote that wrong, didn't I? Yeah, there's two. Yeah, there's. Sorry about that. Is it K-I-M? Yes. There we go. Okay. Because because this guy is Jehoiachin. That's, uh, that's... Koniah has got like three different names. <clears throat> and it's Jehoiachin, Koniah, and Jeconiah. So we're, we're going to see that here in just a minute. Anyway, I was hoping to just try to keep all this straight a little bit, but uh, Jehoiakim, he reigned 11 years. This guy was 11 years. So Shalom was only three months, Jehoiakim 11 years, and uh, Coniah, he only reigned three months. And uh, Zedekiah, he was 11 years. So anyway, uh, as we as we see all these names, uh, hopefully this will help us kind of put put a few things in order. So he was, uh, I think the Lord was telling uh, Jeremiah not to weep for those that had already died, but to weep those that are going into captivity. And uh, so anyway, this is just a, a good little snapshot of his uh, family tree, and we're gonna. We're going to end with talking about Coniah. So that that's where we're going here this morning. And um, anyway, any any questions or thought about that? As as I looked at it, I'm thinking that uh, you know, my, my teaching point here at the top of your second page is: great men are not always wise. You know, if my dad was Josiah, it seemed like that would really put a fear of the Lord in me. And uh, yet his sons went astray and they started uh, serving other gods. And so uh, I put the great men are not always wise. So these are, you know, kings of the greatest nation uh, uh, on earth. But they uh, went astray and so they were great men, but they uh, were not wise. They, they started following other other gods. And, and I put on there that every family is dysfunctional in some way just because of our sin nature and... Uh, you know, even the best of families have issues, don't they? 
and uh, mine does, and yours probably does, and and um, so it is what it is, and we uh, just follow the Lord and serve Him to the best of our abilities where we're at. And uh, just hope that God will allow us to redeem the time and restore some of those years that the locusts have eaten. Amen? And so he, he does and He can and He will. Now, uh, in verses 13 through 19, this is the commentary on Jehoiakim. 13 through 19. And uh, Angie, would would you read, uh, let's see here, just a second. Just read 13 and 14 if you would. Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by wrong, that useth his neighbor's service without wages and giveth him not for his work, that saith, I will build me in white house and large chambers and cutteth him out windows and it is sealed with cedar and painted with vermilion. Yeah, so woe to him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness. So that, uh, that is what we're, we're saying, that these men have built their house in unrighteousness, and God is judging them for it. And here, uh, I, I gave you a cross-reference on your handout, Psalm 127, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And amen and amen. We need the Lord to build our house. We need to uh, seek Him first. And then these next two verses, uh, Sarah, you were going to read them in to go. Would you read 15 and 16 for us? Uh, Jeremiah 22. Jeremiah 22. Yeah. Yeah. Shalt thou reign because thou closest thyself in, yeah, closest thyself in cedar. Did not thy father eat and drink and do judgment and justice? And then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. Then it was well with him. Yeah, so th- yeah, that's it. Uh, so this is a reference to Josiah. It's saying he did build his house well. He did do judgment. He did do justice. And it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. And, and, uh, and he says, Was not this to know me, saith the Lord? And so this is how we uh, build our house in righteousness. And uh, I put a, put a verse on your handout there. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So I, I like that verse out of Proverbs. <clears throat> and then in uh, 17 through 19, this is where... Uh, they're, they're not to lament uh, Jehoiakim's death. So I, I think this is... 17 says, uh, But thine eyes and thine heart were not but for thy covetousness and for to shed innocent blood and for oppression and for violence to do it. And then it says, Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning Jehoiakim. So that that's our third guy here. The son of Josiah, king of Judah, they shall not lament for him, saying, Ah, my brother, or ah, sister. They shall not lament for him, saying, Ah, Lord, or ah, his glory. He shall be buried with the burial of an ass, drawn and cast forth beyond the gates of Jerusalem. 
And I, I put for you there on your handout just my teaching point that an ass illustrates a lost man. So the word lost goes in your blank. And I don't know if you ever... Is that the first time any of you have heard that? Have you, have you heard it before? Yeah, okay. Most of us have it. And I gave you some reasons there. Uh, so let's hold our place and go to the Exodus. It, it does us good to see this one, Exodus 34. If you hold your place there and go to Exodus 34 with your third hand. Got to have pencil in one hand and Jeremiah 22 in one hand and Exodus 34 in one hand. So yeah, 34, 19, and 20. This is really cool. 34, 19, and 20. Say, All that openeth the matrix is mine, and every firstling among cattle, whether ox or sheep, that is male. And then he says, But the firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou redeem him not, then shalt thou break his neck. And he also says, All the firstborn of thy sons shalt thou shalt redeem, and none shall appear before me empty. So that's just weird that uh, God says when your donkey has a baby, you're to kill and redeem that ass with uh, the blood of a lamb. And the same thing with your children. When you have children, when they're born, they need to be redeemed with, with an, uh, a lamb. So that's just pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, that that the Bible mentions these things. You guys actually raise donkeys or mules, don't you? Be in the middle of the road this morning. Yours did. I got out last night. They're smart. Wow. Standing right in the middle of the road. <laughs> they didn't go far then. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They had a good time. Hopefully, it wasn't like Highway Seven. It was more. Wow. Well, good thing nobody hit it or it wasn't dark out or. Uh, well, you guys can maybe comment. I, I put on here that an ass was made for service and not for great state. An ass was made for burdens or work, not battles or war. An ass is slow by nature and very rebellious. And it was forbidden to yoke an ass with an ox. And uh, th- that's actually where we get in the New Testament, not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. We get it from that Deuteronomy verse that says, don't yoke up an ass with an oxen. And uh, I think I've done eight or ten weddings, and I'm going to do one this month, I, I think. Um but I, I gave I gave one of the couples I married an actual yoke. She had went to a garage sale and bought three or four yokes, and I've got one in my house. And I gave this couple as a as a wedding present a yoke because you're yoked together. You know, you're to you're to be a team and serving the Lord together as a team. And but the Bible says not to yoke up an ass with the ox because they kind of got two natures and they would maybe you know pull against each other and not work together and so that uh, we uh, you've probably seen it on the back with 
with uh, shaving cream just hitched, right? We say they just got hitched, like like yoked. They got yoked together, and so we say that's where that little saying comes from: is getting hitched. They're yoked together. So I don't know if you guys want to share anything more about oxen or asses. Yeah. Yeah. We got, mules. Mules. we got mules and donkeys and yeah. make a lot of fun and I always tell them that if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for Jesus. <laughs> there you go. Yep. They are very different. They're really smart. Huh. Interesting. Service animals. And yeah. mom's ass, you know, that's the only animal in the Bible. Yeah. There's two. I did a whole study on them one time. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what about Balaam's ass? What were you going to say about it? She spoke. She yes. The angel of the Lord in the way. Yes. And he didn't. Yes. And he was getting ready to. Yeah. And the angel of the Lord said, "I should have killed." Yeah. You and let her pass. That's good. That's yep. You got a good recall of that story. So. Anyway, there's there's other places in the Bible that. Uh, it's in Job where it says that a man is born as a wild ass and the sparks fly upward. So men are born as a wild ass. So. Uh, anyway, that's just, and so anyway, the the Bible is kind of contrasting uh, this wicked king Jehoiakim. You know, don't lament his death. Uh, he should have the burial of an ass. Just consider him, you know, as a, a lost person. Is what the Bible saying there. So now, now let's look at these last uh, ten or eleven verses back in Jeremiah twenty-two. And this is interesting to me. Hopefully it's interesting to you. These last ten verses here. Uh, Pam Jackson, I don't think you've read. Would, would you read 20 through 23? Yes. Go up to Lebanon and cry. Lift up thy voice in Bashan and cry from the passages for all thy lovers are destroyed. I spake unto thee in thy prosperity, but thou saidst, I will not hear. This hath been the manner from the youth, that thou obeyest not my voice. The wind shall eat up all thy pastures, and thy lovers shall go into captivity. Surely then shalt thou be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness. O inhabitant of Lebanon, that makest thy nest in the sea, how gracious thou shalt be when pangs upon thee the pain as a woman in travail. Yeah, now... It talks about from the youth. So I think I think the Lord is kind of reminiscent here. He, he's getting ready to talk about Coniah. And he's saying, you know, this young man from his youth has wandered from the Lord. And uh, it, it's really like my people, Israel, uh, that I was speaking of your prosperity um, in the middle of verse 21 there this has been the manner thy manner from thy youth that thou obeyest not my voice so Israel itself had not obeyed the Lord's voice and uh, he was wanting to make to them all these promises and then look, look at uh, 24 through 27 here, here it brings up Coniah. 
24 says, As I live, saith the Lord, though Kaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and, and let me stop there. Is that what... Uh, is that what I have on the front page of my handout? Is he the he's the son of Jehoiakim? Yeah. Does everybody see it on the bottom of the front page? The second son of Josiah is Jehoiakim, and he had a son named Jeconiah, who's also called Jehoiachin and Coniah and Jeconias. Everybody see that? So, uh, th- so that follows with what we're reading here in Jeremiah, uh, verse twenty-four. It says, uh, "Again, as I live, saith the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet upon my right hand, yet would I pluck thee thence, and I will give thee into the hand of them that seek thy life." And into the hand of them whose face thou fearest, even the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of the Chaldeans. And I will cast thee out, and thy mother that bare thee into another country where ye were not born, and there shall ye die. But to the land whereunto they desire to return thither shall they not return. And so this is a prophecy there of, of Kaniah going into Babylonian captivity to Nebuchadnezzar, and he will not return. And uh, somebody read 29 and 30, and let's, uh, uh, Emmett, do you have that? Do you want to read that, 29 and 30? Sure. Oh, I'm Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Write this man down as childless, a man who shall not prosper in his days. For none of his descendants shall prosper, sitting on the throne of David and ruling the Judah. Yeah. Okay, so this this is a. Uh where I think is just very interesting and hope you do too so in I believe it's 2 Samuel 7 the Bible says that there will never cease to be a man sitting on the throne of David and right here if we uh, who, who who was King David's son it was Solomon wasn't it And if we go down through the kings, uh, there's like 19 kings, and we'll get to Josiah. And uh, these are all kings of Judah. And uh, Jeconiah. Okay, I am. Uh, now, even though uh, Coniah was born first, uh, he was. Uh, oh, let me just go ahead and. Let's do that. So, these last five kings here. <clears throat> Uh, 
Coniah was the son of Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah was the son of Josiah. Does everybody see that? So, 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 what is this prophecy about? This prophecy, right here, that uh, Brother Emmett read in verse thirty, it says, "Write ye these this man childless." Well, we're going to read in another place that he he had children, but then it says, "For no man of his seed," so he does have seed shall prosper sitting on the throne of David. So what I want you to see is the prophecy is saying that none of Coniah's children will ever be king. They'll never sit on the throne. So the word throne goes in your blank there. Coniah will be childless concerning the throne. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> uh, think with me. Uh, so this is exciting to me. <clears throat> If the devil were to read Second Second Samuel seven and see God told David, you will there will always be a descendant of yours on the throne of David. It's called the Davidic covenant. God makes a covenant with David that they'll never cease to be a child of yours on the throne. And what we just read was. Coniah is not going to have a child sitting on the throne. So th- this is like uh, almost we some, the lost world would call this a, a contradiction. <clears throat> so so we're going to see how it's not a contradiction, and and that's um, that's why I want to finish with this. And my teaching point here is this is one of God's greatest and least known miracles in the Bible. So this. This that we're getting ready to show, we've got 15 or 20 minutes here. We're going to show that this is one of the great uh, Old Testament miracles. So uh, I don't think we're coming back to Jeremiah 22. So let's go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The first book of our uh, chapter 1 of Matthew. And we're just going to start reading at the very first of the chapter. And uh, it says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So, um, I put Adam up here. And... uh, Kind of between Adam and David was Abraham. So there was obviously people in here. But the point of Matthew is to present Jesus as king of the Jews. So Abraham was the first Jew. And so that's why it mentions Abraham first here. And then it goes down through and says, it says all these descendants of Abraham. But jump down to verse 6. Verse 6 says, And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon, of her that had been the wife of Uriah, uh, the wife of Uriah, Urias. So, does everybody see what we're reading here? We're, we're reading the genealogy of David through the king. So, these are all the kings of, of Judah. 
<clears throat> and it goes down through here. And let's go, jump down to verse 11 now. Verse 11 says, And Josias begat Jeconias. Now so, some of these kings it leaves out... And so this this Josias Coniah is Jeconias. <clears throat> These are the same person, and it's it's telling us that Jeconias um, was from Josias or Josiah. All right, keep keep stay with me a little bit here. And then it, it lists some of Jeconias' children. And they begat these guys. Uh, verse 13, and Zerubbabel. He talks about Zerubbabel. And, and now uh, somebody read verse 16 if they would. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Okay. <clears throat> so wh- what we what we just read here was Joseph the husband of Mary and his he his earthly father was Jacob and uh he descended so this Jeconiah, he did have children, and Joseph, the husband of Mary, was from this lineage. And so what this proves is, is that legally, um, legally, Jesus did have a right to the throne, but the Bible just told us that nobody, none of Jeconiah or uh, Coniah's children will be on the throne. He says, "Write this man childless." And so, uh, I, I want to get to the punchline here. Go with me to uh, Luke chapter three, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Thank you, Tom. <clears throat> Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter three. We can talk about this a little bit uh, if we want to too, but this goes in the opposite direction. So Luke chapter 3, verse 23, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, uh, being, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. And then it says, Which was the son of Heli. Now, uh, so Matthew said that Joseph's uh, 
was Jesus was the husband of Mary. And here it says that Joseph's dad was Heli, doesn't it? Let me get this uh write this. I hope I don't confuse people more than uh Did everybody see that, that Matthew said that Joseph's dad was Jacob and Luke says that Joseph's dad was Heli? <clears throat> and th- the answer to that is that uh, Mary's dad was Heli. This was his father-in-law. So, it, uh, you know, it would be like me calling uh, Kyle Peebler my son. And it wouldn't be necessarily wrong to say that, but he's actually my son-in-law. Right? So, Heli was actually Mary's dad. But the Jew, the Jews always trace through the male. And so, uh, so that, so that answers one little question in, in our Bible. But now, now let's look at this. Now it lists all of the lineage of Mary through verse 24 and 25 <clears throat> and uh, even in verse 27 it mentions Zerubbabel again and so I, I think that's the same Zerubbabel um, that was in Matthew but now come all the way down to verse 31 20, uh, Luke 3 verse 31 which was the son of Melka, which was the son of Menan, which was the son of Matthah, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of David. Now, now who's the son of David in that chapter? Nathan. Nathan. So, uh, Nathan is what goes in your other blank there, your last blank. Consider David's lineage through Nathan. <coughs> so, uh, what, what we saw here, <coughs> and I don't want anybody to be confused, so there's a promise that David would always have an heir on the throne and we've seen that the heir was cut off here, but this lineage gave Jesus the legal right to the throne. But his lineage actually went through Nathan and through Heli and through Mary. And so Jesus uh, was is the king. He's still the king through David, through Mary's line. It's kind of what I wanted to show. Does that... Does that click at all? Hopefully that clicks a little bit. You good, Pam? Yep. Tom, you tracking? Not just what he says he's going to do. I know. So, that, uh, so when I see this, it's like, man, the devil must think he won because none of Coniah's descendants are going to be on the... Do you know that none of his descendants were ever called king? Uh, when, when the people came back to the land... Uh, 
there were actually three governors. I think Zerubbabel was called a governor. And uh, there's actually, th- I don't know if Ezra was called a governor. But three, but they were never king, and and the reason they were not king is because they were still ruled by the Gentiles, uh, even though they got to come back to the land under uh, Cyrus, and um, you know Ezra and Nehemiah came back, and they got to build their temple, but there there was never a king in Jerusalem anymore until Jesus came, and. Uh, Anyway, I just think that's really a, a neat way that uh, the way that God worked all that out, and like Pam said, did what He said He was going to do. So, anyway, whenever uh, yeah, whenever I was teaching in India, and we were talking through a translator, and, and I feel like this is how I transitioned from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Uh, I was teaching dispensations with with the uh, Bible students there, but I gave them that. And anyway, uh, one thing I want to show next time, um, I think I think it was in uh, there. There's like three waves of people that come back to the so just like Daniel and Ezekiel and Zerubbabel, they, they all went to captivity. There's three waves coming back. There, uh, Zerubbabel uh, came and built the temple. And, uh, you know, uh, Ezra came back, the ready scribe, and Nehemiah came back. So each of them brought groups of people with them back to the promised land. And some of the, uh, some of the last of the, the prophets prophesied while they were still in Babylon so anyway these are key events uh, key things from history and uh, key things to know about our Bible is is there any question before we kind of conclude today Nisa did that kind of track with you you, is some of this familiar good good we uh, we're going to sign off today and uh, hopefully you can stay and talk a little bit. And uh, church will start here in about 20 minutes. So let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer and we'll uh, be finished. All right, Lord, we do uh, thank you for this day. I thank you for each soul present. Lord, we we know everything we have comes from you. We just thank you for the promises that uh, you'll protect us from the destroyer. Help us to be like Josiah and uh, just uh, even in our own country that doesn't uh, kind of fall to pieces. Uh, we pray you'll protect us from those things. And Lord, uh, thank you for this great promise uh, that you always have a king on the throne and and yet, uh, even though Coniah didn't have any descendants on the throne, uh, it came through Mary and uh, Joseph's blood wasn't in Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for that uh, divine Holy Spirit that put the child Jesus in Mary's womb and just uh, this, this the miraculous uh, virgin birth. And uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray you'll be with Brian in our next service here. And uh, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll close up there.